Hi, this is Rachel McElroy. Hello, this is Griffin McElroy. And this is wonderful. New year, new us. New yeah. me, new you, new them, new new Genix. Ooh. Yeah, I've been getting <laughs> a lot of new Genix advertisements. What is that? It's the SNL sketch where they, t- it's like oh. pills and I guess it's got stuff in it. Well, you showed it to me, right? This is balls. the one with Willem Dafoe? With Willem Dafoe and like yeah. sparks shoot out of his uh, his wiener. And that's probably why you're getting the ads is you showed this to me. 2023, new me, new you, Nugenics, I guess. <laughs> and I'm excited for what this year means to wonderful the podcast. This probably doesn't happen to you because it's such a part of your day to day now. But yeah, getting ready to do this—that uh, is, record this episode. Yes. I thought it's weird that we do this. That we do this show. Yeah, it feels weird. Oh, okay, interesting. Speak we took, on that. you know, we took a week off. Yes, and then I was preparing to make another podcast for the first time in a little while. Right, and I thought this is weird that we do this show. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I think it's nice. I think it's just strange to put these microphones in front of us and and to think that other people want to hear it. Now, my love, you cannot um, give me this. <laughs> Sorry. I want to be here for you as you unburden these sort of I didn't think about feelings, what, what this would do to you. You <laughs> do understand that you have sort of thrown me into a sort of existential <laughs> I know. tizzy. I, I know. I should have known. I should have known that I can't do this. Listen. When you get off the horse for a little bit, yeah. sometimes the horse runs a good two, three hundred yards away from and you. And you're chasing that horse, and, and you're, you're like, why horse? am I chasing Why? this horse? Does this horse even like me? <laughs> Do I need this horse? Do I need this horse? Would I be happier without this horse? The answer is no. I would not be <laughs> This podcast, okay. listen, by the and you know how it always goes by the end of this one. You're going to be busting up. That's true. You're going to be holding your guts in. That's true. fucking busting up, mm-hmm. loving it. Yeah. Um, but it's, you know- just it's time it's 2023 it's doubt has a place in this world but not in this room because there's no doubt about <laughs> the fact that i love you and welcome I love doing this show to the tragic kingdom there's no doubt here oh hey, you see what i did yeah i got that yeah that's, that's kind good. of a play on magic kingdom isn't it I never guess. literally never thought about yeah, that until neither. this moment me neither do you have any small wonders um, I'm gonna say uh the humble play date. The humble, the un the 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 unspoken well, I guess it is spoken. You do have to arrange it's arranging a play date is actually a tremendous amount of work and coordination. Yeah. There's a really good way to do it, and that is like the appropriate amount of flattery to the other parent. Yes. Uh, because then everybody feels good. Everybody's yeah. like, we're all on the same page here. Our child wants to do this. We have good children. This will be a great experience. Yes. Uh, and we did that over the weekend going into uh, Henry's return to school. And it was really neat. Real it fun. just felt like, okay, good. Our child has friends. Yes. Uh, these seem to be good kids. They do. Uh, we are... We're going places here in this humble town of D.C. Yeah, making our way up the ladder. Yeah. Now we just need to have some, you know, influential politician friends, you know, get Henry buddied up with, I don't know. What is your agenda exactly? Well, what would you do then? President. President. Oh, okay. Me. President me. (laughs) What is your small wonder? My small wonder? Um, You know, ooh, glass onion. A Knives oh, Out yeah. adventure. Uh, what a fun flick, man. What a great little, what a great movie. I loved the first Knives Out. And I was like, I don't know how you 
sort of top that without it being sort of re- repetitive. Yeah. Um, but this movie does it by having a pretty just constantly over the top like tone uh, that I thought would eventually get sort of tiring, but it doesn't. And they make like a pretty compelling mystery and everyone in it is absolutely exceptional. It's a um, really great way to do a sequel because when I think back on the first one, I remember it being kind of quiet. You know, like, I don't know, when I think back on it, it had like a real Wes Anderson energy of like, yeah, of a lot of subtlety. And this one, you know, I was like, I don't know if I if I'm in the right headspace for like a mystery and then also a mystery that is kind of quiet. Yeah, this one one ain't quiet. This one's bold. Yeah. And, you know, the first Knives Out also was about like rich people behaving badly. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, introduced Benoit Blanc, uh, Daniel Craig, who is just so good. So good. I, I literally I've seen this sentiment repeated, I think, more than any other when talking about uh, Knives Out and Glass Onion, which is like I would watch a million Benoit Blanc movies. Yes, uh, me too. Very excited for the Natasha Leone. I can't remember the name of it, but the one that uh, Rian Johnson. Is, oh, yeah. Uh, is doing. Is it Ryan? I should really learn that. I feel like we're going to be talking about this person for a long time. I should eventually lock down how the name is pronounced. But yeah, just a lot of lot of fun. I had so much fun watching this movie. I didn't want it to end. Um, But very, very satisfying conclusion. A lot of fun. I will also say uh, also on Netflix, The Circle has begun to spin its web. New episodes tonight. You know what else we should mention? What should we mention? It's the holiday movie we watched. Do you remember what it was called? The holiday movie we watched? Spirited? Oh, no. No, the one that Sydney and Justin recommended. Do you uh do you what was believe, it called? believe I believe in Santa Claus? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. That is on Netflix. Holy shit. Okay. I don't this know. Could be, this I almost don't want to. <laughs> I almost want to bring know. it. Here's the thing. I don't can you still find those movies after December yes. has ended? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay, because we watched it. Uh, and then immediately started recommending it to our friends, even though the Christmas holiday had passed. And I don't know if people are still in that headspace, but oh man, is it fun. Holy shit. It's a movie, bad, <laughs> one of them, uh-huh. about a, a man who meets, meets a, a woman who's like a journalist, of course, because it's a- Yeah, right? They're always journalists. Movie. And she's writing about- I don't know. It seems like she has one of those imaginary <laughs> editors that's like, write about whatever the fuck, Stephanie. Just get out there and write. Literally like we need about- the clicks. There's a whole scene where the where- <laughs> we need the we need the your deadlines now. Where we're her boss is like standing in front of a room full of people and is like, we got to get more clicks. Anyway, she's dating this guy. They meet in July. Is great. And then once December rolls around, she learns that he is a Christmas nut just spends every single day of December doing some wild Christmassy shit. Yeah, and she's like trying to be a good sport about it because I guess she likes him. Yes. She has a child too and there's yeah. there's like this element of like, oh, my child would love this Christmas energy. Yes. At the midway point of the film, this is not a, I don't think it's a spoiler. It's the I don't name think of the so fucking either. movie. Yeah. He comes out and in a dinner with her and some friends he reveals that he unironically, unambiguously believes in Santa Claus <laughs> and then gets into what I can only describe just based on my background as ex- an extensive, researched, apologetics oh. sort of spiel 
about Santa Claus that also has, I would say, some specious and maybe even horrifically offensive comparisons to real world religions. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. There's this suggestion of like, there's a lot of people out there that feel like outsiders, you know, and that's not great for them. So what do you think it feels like to be me and not believe in Santa Claus? Like, (laughs) or to believe in Santa Claus rather. And it's, it's, it's fucking wild. At one point he says like, I'm not talking about Jesus's Christmas. I'm talking about Santa's Christmas. And it's like, what point is this? Because it seems like a hallmark. We are going to spend this whole fucking episode talking about this. <laughs> it seems like a hallmark, you know, focus on the family style. Like there's a little something yeah, special Yeah, we were there kind of the, waiting, right? For the like whole, like he's the reason for the season He's the real element. reason for the season. Yeah. But instead, my man is like, I'm not talking about the Christ child. I'm talking exclusively about secular ass Santa Claus. And then and then he's like, do you like Christmas lights? Do you like hot cocoa? Well, then you believe in Santa. And everyone's like, uh-huh. Uh, I don't think that's how <laughs> that works. Yeah. It, uh, it, um, you know, I watched Christmas Prince. That was kind of Netflix's other, like. This is like, so far removed from this, Christmas Prince. This is like, this is beyond. This is like, uh, it's, and it's, and the deeper you go on it, too, like, we, of course, became fascinated with it and found out not only did the lead actor who believes in Santa Claus, like, write this film, uh, but he cast his real-life wife as the romantic lead. Yeah. And these two on screen together? Confounding <laughs> chemistry, I would say. It's, it's, it, it, maybe eight different times in the movie, one of them pulls out mistletoe and just kind of shakes it. And the other <laughs> one's like, oh. And then they, their bodies start to move close together. And then the scene quickly transitions away. Uh, like, no joke. It, almost every fight that they have is then punctuated with a, oh, how about a little bit of, ooh, a little bit. It, it, it seems like they have a sort of, Almost like Fifty Shades style sexual contract. <laughs> we're like, we need mistletoe to get things started in here. It didn't make a lot of sense, though, because I was watching this and I was like, who would cast these two people together in this kind of role? And then I realized like, oh, the man wrote it himself. Yeah. That makes more sense. Does he <laughs> believe the movie? Oh, I, I, I'm not going to say anything else about it. Watch this fucking flick. Yeah. It's, it is. It is. It's I I can't describe it. It goes to places in its sort of apologetics defense of Santa Claus that I I I genuinely cannot believe it plumbed the depths. It's of. a really fun watch too. You know, there are a lot of bad films where I think like, okay, I get that it's like kind of funny and how bad it is, but it drags and I don't want to spend my time doing this. This one moves. This one quick. moves at a clip. Yeah. By through some pretty just choppy waters, I would say it navigates it uh, yeah. uh, deftly in a magic ship that can fly through the air <laughs> thanks to Christmas magic. Um, hey, can I go first? Is it, my thing's going to be small, and I was worried about that at first. But now that we've gone for twelve minutes talking about, do you believe in or I believe in Santa Claus? Uh, I'm hoping I can pat it out a little bit. Is that okay? Yeah, I don't think we know who was supposed to go first. This no, week. it's a new year, new you, new right? New year, new me. We went on 
our first sort of family road trip since Gus was born. Yeah, we drove we drove to Huntington, West Virginia. It was our first time back in your hometown for Christmas since 2019. Yes. It was a big deal. We had to adjust our timetable a little bit because there was this big winter storm uh, that was supposed to hit the entire east coast of the country. Yeah, as many of you, I'm sure, know yeah, of listening course. to this. Uh, and so we were going to leave Friday, but then we are like, ah, we got to go a day early. We went on Thursday, still hit like a bonkers snowstorm yeah. going through the the, the Allegheny region. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, the boys did great. They were amazing. Yeah. We did. We made it the seven-hour drive in like two chunks, which is fucking wild considering... One of our kids is, you know, 21 months old. Yeah. Um, Henry has a, a very strong bladder for a young child. Uh, yeah. And Gus still. He's in a diaper still, which is great. And still enamored with Blippi. Loves that fool. <laughs> Mixed feelings myself, but he got us through this this ride, yeah. and I do appreciate that. Yeah. I want to talk about road snacks. And oh. I thought we had talked about road snacks before, but I think it's just because, at, like, episode 60-something, you talked about Chex Mix. Okay. Which is like the proto yes. road snack. Yes, yes. It's not really anything I consume unless I am on a road or a sky or at my brother's house. This is this is really a fun thing to discover with a romantic partner. Yes. Because I feel like everybody has like a go-to selection. Yes. And it's like, I don't know, there's always some surprises in there, I think. I think so too. If I were to try to classify this, I would say that road snacks are packaged delights on sale at a gas station yes yes that you normally don't you wouldn't go to a gas station to you know you, uh, go grocery shopping at least i i i would not uh, i can't speak for everyone there's certainly some people for whom a convenience store is just that and perhaps the only store available the only to store them available to them uh and so you see these little bags of yum yums and you're like well i don't usually dip into that what better time than now? I'm just going to be driving. What what other activity can I do while driving? That's not I know chewing and swallowing and tasting. Uh, that's that's <laughs> sort of what I'm talking about. Because you know you can make a ham sandwich at home, bring it on the road with you. Is that a road snack? I don't think so. Yeah. By the legal definition, maybe. No, um, it's got to be something that you can return to over and over again. Yes. Uh, and kind of mindlessly eat. Or I also like to take a random shot in the dark sometimes. You know, I'll see some, I'll see some, uh, you know, wasabi blue diamond almonds. And I'll be like, yeah, let's try those. And I'll try them. I'll be like, I do not like that. <laughs> but you got to try it. You know what I mean? Uh, obviously, there's like the mini hostess cakes of various stripes. Are you going to talk about your road snacks? Yeah, I mean, I'm sort of touching on them, right? Like combos okay. and bugles for me are sort yeah, of... Yeah, you pulled some bugles into our car and I was like, this is strange to me, but then I really enjoyed them. Well, Gus still also has dietary restrictions, so that kind yeah. of, like we're, we're yeah, tapering we, off. Yeah, he's the, probably grown out of it, but we're being extra cautious and yeah. bugles are a pretty safe food, they surprisingly. They are, unless you fill them up with Easy Cheese, which I have talked about on this show before, uh, is, is a delightful treat, but does also negate the kind of dietary uh, uh, offset that we were looking for in this particular drive. Uh, obviously, you know, your Ritz bits, corn nuts. I have a particular fondness for Lance brand sandwich crackers. Lance. Oh, the little, little square ones? Yeah. Uh, they can be round sometimes, but it's a package of six. 
sandwich crackers. Yeah, I noticed you bought those and and nobody ate them. I ate them. Did, oh, did I not? you? Yeah. I don't recall you eating sure. them. Sure. They're great. <laughs> Six sandwich crackers is like the perfect for me. That's now we're getting into like MRE tactical territory of like, <laughs> it's an hour and a half until lunchtime. I'm yeah. very hungry. Yeah. If I have some of these cream cheese and chives uh Lance brand sandwich crackers, some of these uh toasted cheese and peanut butter sandwich crackers, yeah. I'll, I'm, I'll be good to go. That'll bridge the gap for me. That's strategic and yeah. delicious. Did we talk about plain snacks? I just, I feel like this is very familiar. Maybe it's because of the Chex Mix. Maybe, Maybe it's because of the Chex, Chex mix. mix. I may have talked about Mike and Ike's as as plain snacks. Yeah. Um. Anyway, continue. I'm sorry. I could talk about this all day. It does bring <laughs> up a sadness in my heart for Bucky's. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. I think about Bucky's all the time and too. I get so... Jealous. You know, I was driving around D.C. Uh, right before Christmas, and somebody had a giant inflatable Bucky in front of their house. I love that. And I had the strong urge to pull over and knock on their door. And just ask them if <laughs> they had. Tell me, tell me how you got this. Tell me your connection to this animal. I want to I want to be know you and be you. Again, we've talked about Bucky's on the show before. Yeah. You, I think you did dedicate an entire segment to Bucky's. Yeah. Incredible selection of road snacks. Yeah. Unparalleled. Selection of roads, yeah, like their Beaver own Nuggets branded, and, yeah. Uh, what is it? Was the, the the little white log? There's like it's like called oh, it's like, like divinity, divinity log. Yeah, you can get that in, in other places. Oh, too, you actually. can. Yeah, okay, interesting. Yeah. Anyway, I am sad that we do not live near Bucky's. That was we didn't do much road tripping in Texas because there weren't a ton of places for us to road trip to, and we had very young kids. Yeah. Um, but man, I would always always delight in that. They did just open one. Uh, I think like outside of like Marietta, Georgia, I think there might be one near Nashville too. So it's spreading, right? Yeah. Maybe one day, one day the influence will reach us. Can I ask you road snacks as a kid? Are they similar to you now? Yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about is like, I, I, I don't know what it is that I find so exciting about eating these foods I wouldn't normally eat while driving, but I do think it, it stems back to the fact that I we went on a lot of road trips as a kid that were pretty long. Uh, looking back on them now, like to the from Huntington, West Virginia to the Carolinas or to Florida, that's like a two day trip. Yeah, um, wow! And I have a, a an incredible fondness for you know how I would sort of nest in the back seat mm -hmm. uh, and play Game Boy and you know eat you know melba toast or whatever sort of like wild shit we just grabbed uh -huh. from the gas station uh my mom packed a lot of uh of you know some snyder's chips in little sandwich bags mm -hmm. we didn't often sort of go nuts for that i remember uh, uh i would always get yoohoo that was like oh, a road drink fun. for me because it's like not something we ever had around the house yeah so i i, I do remember buying a lot of yoohoo's on on the road and uh, pizzeria combos. Do you think it's interesting? I mean, I guess it's the volume you're eating. I feel like most of these that we're talking about are salty. Yes. Which is also my preference. Yes. And I think it's just because I know I'm going to eat a lot of it. And right. it's more difficult to eat a lot of sweet things. Kind of, I guess. I mean, you know me, I could wreck a whole bag of, you know, Sour Patch Kids. If yeah, but are you going to eat that on the road all at once? Um, when I'm seven. <laughs> Probably not when I'm 35, 35. How old am I? 35? Am I 35 or 36? You're going to be 36 in April. Okay. Thank right? you. Right? 
Yeah, that sounds right to me. <laughs> um, um, I love road snacks. Yeah. I don't have much else to say about it. It's it's exciting to have a category of food. Can I tell you something too that I've been thinking a lot about? Because I, I really do love Chex Mix, yeah. and I've been thinking about the the different things that I like about it. And I think one of the things I like about it is that it's loud to eat. Sure. Like, especially when you're on a plane, like when you are able to just recognize, like, I'm not going to have a chit chat. No. You know, like I, I'm here to just eat and zone out and this loud food makes that easier. <laughs> and that's why having a bag of just Melba toast was kind of great for that. Because it's yeah. like, guys, I'm trying to fill out my Pokedex today on this drive. I have 10 hours to yeah. do so. Um, so d- you can't talk to me right now. You can't talk to each other, really. The Melba toast is so loud. So, so, so loud. Um, that's it. Can I steal you away? Please? Yes. Griffin? Yeah. You know what's a shame? What? Is that when you order uh, meals to be delivered to you, they can only be for dinner. That's true because of the law. But wait, wait. What's this coming across our desk? The law is different now? Is <laughs> factor. These rebels are operating outside the boundaries of food law. <laughs> Factor has breakfast. They have midday bites. They have smoothies. Uh, there's lots of stuff you can get with Factor. What other things can you get with Factor? Well, I'm looking at this menu right now. They got a lot of tasty little options for you. I'm talking about artichoke and spinach chicken with roasted zucchini and tomato butter. Did you even know that butter could be tomato? <laughs> Not me. Shredded chicken and loaded mashed taters. With I changed the word. They say potatoes, but I said taters, precious. With mushroom <laughs> gravy, smoked cheddar, uh, bacon, and Parmesan broccoli. Uh, this this menu is out of sight, and my mouth is just watering looking at these glossy JPEGs of tasty food. So head to factormeals.com slash wonderful50 and use code wonderful50 to get 50% off. That's code wonderful50 at factormeals.com slash wonderful50 to get 50% off. It can be intimidating trying to roll with the console cowboys in cyberspace. Um, there's always the worry that maybe they know something that you don't vis-a-vis um, website design or website functionality, and you think, that I could never be that. I could never be among their illustrious ranks. Griffin, if I wanted to build a website where I ranked my favorite episodes of Ghostwriter, would I be able to do that? Well, first of all, it would be the same list as everybody else's with the Julia Stiles <laughs> episode at the top. But yes, you can do that with Squarespace. It's the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. Every Squarespace website and online store comes with a suite of integrated features and useful guides that help maximize prominence among search results. Do you want to have special functionality, like maybe a members-only VIP club section of your website? You can do that. Do you want to sell stuff? Yeah, you can do that too. Do you want to have an online scheduler so that people you can, you can sell uh, your time yeah you can do that also anything is possible that's um th- for the commercial the Super Bowl commercial they had that was my voice yelling anything is possible in the wow background. yeah not a lot of people know that hey head to squarespace.com slash wonderful pod for a free trial and when you're ready to launch use offer code wonderful pod to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain My fellow graduates, for 500 episodes, my podcast, The JV Club with Janet Varney, has gathered story after story of all the scandalous things we've done throughout our childhoods. Stories like how Jamila Jamil survived a horrific house party and she was on crutches. 
great. Or how Hal Lublin learned a Shakespearean monologue in his pajamas. This is not the speech we approve. Without your love and life tragedies, there would be no podcast. In fact, I have an exclusive look at how Maggie Lawson's mom confronted her after a sneaky basement meetup with her crush. Spill the tea, JV. Security. Uh, uh, listen to the JV Club with Janet Varney Thursdays on Maximum Fun. Class of forever. Hey, I'm Ben. And I'm Adam. We host a show called Greatest Trek on Maximum Fun that covers all the new Star Trek shows, Lower Decks, Strange New Worlds, Picard, Prodigy, Discovery, and any other new Star Trek show Paramount throws at us. Come find out why we're the most important Star Trek podcast on the internet with our funny, informative recaps of all the new Star Trek shows that Paramount keeps churning out. Subscribe to Greatest Trek. It's a new Star Trek podcast from the makers of The Greatest Generation. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. My thing this week. Yes. Stuffies. Stuffies, Rachel. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I was thinking about this Largely because our our son, Henry, it was interesting. There was a period of time when he moved away from the stuffy and he got very into the action figure. Yes. He went through like a superhero phase and he wanted like all of the like, you know, whatever 12 inch like Iron Man, Batman, Superman, all those guys. Holy shit. I lifted up my wheel well the other day, by the way, in the back of the of our car. Oh, yeah. Uh, cause I was like trying to figure out if we could hide some presents in there for the drive. I opened it up and the fucking extreme bat bot was in there. Like he was, it oh had been my in God. This is a, this is a three foot tall. I forgot about Batman him. robot that we put in there, I guess for the move and yeah. fucking forgot about for. Can we just get rid of him? I kind oh, I don't know. Henry hasn't noticed. He hasn't. And he doesn't it. really get into Batman anymore. He doesn't. I would feel guilty. I feel like he would be okay with us moving on from that. Yeah. I think. So, yeah. So all of that to say he's kind of made a return to the stuffy. Sure. Uh, and while this does take up a lot of space and I don't love that. Yes. Um, I get it, man. I think this is a particular, this is like a chicken and egg thing of like, is it that he's into stuffies or is it that he is very into YouTuber merch? <laughs> and they make a lot of fucking stuffies, don't they? Yeah, that actually may be true. Although for Christmas, he did ask for a giant bear. He did ask for a big, big teddy bear. We got him a pretty big sized teddy bear. Yeah. Nothing, nothing outrageous. <laughs> we had a conversation. <laughs> About how big is a big teddy bear? Yeah. Like we were doing all of our holiday shopping kind of in one go and we were looking at these bears and we were trying to figure out how we we're gonna transport these bears. And I said, you know, Griffin, I think Henry would think a medium sized bear was large. <laughs> you were right. You were right. I you know I Because they're like these six foot bears, and I was yeah. like, we probably don't need to go that big. No. And also I I've seen too many videos of those like of people like getting inside of those and jumping up and down <laughs> oh, and dancing. No, no. That's too scary. Your YouTube is very different than mine. That's putting it lightly, babe. Do you think so? Do you think maybe there might be some fundamental differences in our YouTube histories? Probably a little bit. So anyway, so I started thinking about the stuffy. Right. Because I recognize there's probably a time when stuffies didn't exist, which seems crazy to me. Is this a regional uh, sort of difference? In We say stuffies. I feel like I picked that up I, from Henry. Here's the thing. I wanted to say stuffed animal, but then I wanted to make sure people didn't realize I was or didn't think I was talking about taxidermy. Okay, I think that most people would not assume that. I would typically say stuffed animal. 
Okay. Well, even though, even though even a though lot of them are not animals. Are not animals. Henry's very big into uh, some some Rainbow Friends, Roblox game, Rainbow Friends. You got and some stuffies and Alphabet, alphabet Lore, lore which, which freaking Lanky Box has yeah, done about a thousand trillion We really only on. know about these in the context of Lanky Box, so I actually don't know if this is a phenomenon outside of- Also got those Lanky Box X SpongeBob exclusive Yeah, uh, which he uh, has not invested in as much as I think I'd like oh, him to. Oh, really? No, you think so? Yeah, he plays with that shit all the time. Okay, good. Because that was an investment for us. Yes, it sure was. <laughs> Uh, so the stuffed toy, uh, the first stuffed toy was a felt elephant originally sold as a pin cushion created by the German Steiff company in 1880. This seems impossible to know for sure. The first person that like made a thing that looked like an animal and then put soft stuff in it. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I like that it was a pin cushion because I could see that. You know how like kids develop an attachment to things that are kind of surprising? Like, oh, great, this cardboard box is now like the thing that we can't get rid of. Yeah. Like, I like that it was a pin cushion. But you're right. Like, I'm sure dolls and toys have been adapted in a kind of stuffed way for a long time. Uh, my mom had a pin cushion that was just a big, looked like a big tomato. Yeah, big of course. Tomato. Everybody had those. And- I remember playing with it, which is bonkers. What would you play? I would just sort of like pick it up and bounce it up and down and take pins out of it and put pins back in it in different ways, <laughs> trying to make different designs with the pins going around. That's wild. Those are sharp. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Well, youngest child. You youngest know? child. I got away with murder, you know? <laughs> uh, the Stife Company, by the way, is still in existence. They still sell bears. Um, and they, they sell like, like theme bears too. You can get like a, like a King George bear right now. Great. Um, but do you know, speaking of bears, do you know like about the teddy bear? Yeah. And like sure. the connection yes. to Theodore Roosevelt? Hmm. The thing I didn't realize is the like real origin of that. So there was a headline in 1902 in the Washington Post that said President called after the beast had been lassoed, but he refused to make an unsportsmanlike shot. So it wasn't it was less that he didn't want to end the life of this little bear and more that it wasn't sporting that someone had trapped the bear and then wanted him to gangland execute him. exactly that's that seems less sort of there like... was a 235 pound black bear that had been tied to a tree and apparently the president was uh said quote i've hunted game all over america and i'm proud to be a hunter but i couldn't be proud of myself if i shot an old tired worn out bear that was tied to a tree yeah dog <laughs> this all of a sudden seems less like a sweet like he was aiming down the sides of his rival at just a young little baby bear and was like what am I doing? <laughs> I and more like the optics of me shooting this old bound bear are pretty bad, actually. Here's the thing that, that is interesting. So that the next step was a cartoonist for the Washington Star picked up this story and used it as a metaphor for Roosevelt's indecision over a Mississippi boundary dispute. And it's <laughs> what? This political cartoonist was like, man, he can't, you know, can't commit to killing this bear, can't commit to a decision on Mississippi. <laughs> God almighty. Uh, and so what happened next? A Brooklyn candy store owner um, 
apparently called for permission, specifically wrote Roosevelt to say, can I make a small bear cub and call it Teddy's Bear? Uh, and Roosevelt said, sure. That's cool that people had that level of access to the American president. That's really cool to <laughs> you know, me. Can you imagine writing that letter today? Hey, Joe, I've got this new cereal I've been working on. I've been thinking about calling them Biden flakes. <laughs> can you give me a thumbs up or thumbs down? If I don't hear, I'll assume thumbs up. <laughs> I was going to sample uh, your last State of the Union for this lo-fi album I've been working on. <laughs> Is that cool with you? Okay. I'll, wait, I'll wait to hear back. So yeah, so then it just like blew up. By 1908, the bear had become such a popular toy that a Michigan minister warned that replacing dolls with toy bears would destroy the maternal instincts in little girls. Awesome. <laughs> uh, so right, at what point <laughs> will religious leaders figure out to just sort of like take a, take a flyer on toys? You right. Don't need, you don't need to. This is one that you guys have never, ever. If in the in the case of Pikachu v. Organized religion, I do think Pikachu did come out on top of that one. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know a lot about organized religion, but these religious leaders, do they get like a folder full of threats every day, and they feel the need to comment on them? Well, my you want to know my theory? Okay, go ahead. I think the church was bought by big digimon and so when they got out there and they were like pokemon this is devil worship it's because they were getting that sweet digimon money got like a digimon lobbyist that was like hey guys very let's get together canny digimon lobbyist i'm just saying oh was that it that's it <laughs> i didn't know how deep this lore was gonna go i'm just saying I my I definitely sat through at least one sermon about Pokemon. Uh, Wild. Not about Pokemon, but glanced at took some took some shots across the bow of. Pokemon. Do you remember after that sermon what happened with your family? Because I feel like everyone would look at you like, "Well, Griffin." No, I think that my family, whenever things would sort of go off the rails like that, yeah, yeah, at yeah. A sermon, we would debrief in a very like, "Was he serious up there?" Like. <laughs> Anyway, that's, that's nice. we can't un start unpacking that particular can of worms. Um, I will just say that, that I wanted to make sure, too, we talk about just kind of the, like, the comfort that comes from the Steph toy. Sure. Um, at first, it didn't seem like Henry was going to pick a favorite. Um, but then one emerged. Yeah. Uh, and he has this little dog we got from Ikea uh, that he sleeps with every night and has carried across the country and is is – is his go-to yeah um and he usually also will have a side a side piece <laughs> that rotates in and out which i love yeah yeah you get to see this i think up close maybe a yeah. little more than i do yeah um but there's just been a lot of research done that shows the value of stuffed animals in in the lives of children and adults yeah. uh is oh. just kind of Helping them, you know, kind of comfort themselves. And also, there's like behavioral value in kids of kind of learning to rely on something outside of the parent, oh, which that's I didn't great. really think of. Yeah, of just kind of, you know, in order to soothe and comfort, you know, let's let's find another item that we can get that from that is not a, a parent. Yeah. Um, I I never really had a go to. I don't know if you did. Hell yeah. Yeah. I had two teddy bears. One of which was like big and I had, I think like from, from birth. Yeah. Uh, named Humphrey. 
Uh, oh. And he was he was he was pretty. I mean, he was a pretty good sized bear. He had a hard plastic nose, and he had like a winter cap that said Humphrey on it. Oh, that's uh, great. And then I I rocked with him for a long time, and then I had a much smaller, almost clone of Humphrey uh, that I had when I was like in elementary school, who I called Mog, uh, which was a Final Fantasy reference. <laughs> I I didn't I didn't rock with them I think past past elementary school. Yeah, that's that's what I'm speaking of is that I I had a variety of stuffed animals. I always really liked them. It was very exciting to me to receive one, but to bring something into my bed I mean, you're you're the only thing I'm that's the only stuck thing around. That's really good. <laughs> <laughs> I had I had some stuffed toys. I remember I had like a uh some stuffed like Pokémon. But that wasn't like like sleeping with them for comfort. It was like I I did honestly what Henry does with with his stuffed toys was just like play with them like toys. Yeah. Uh but yeah, I mean Humphrey and Mog were sort of my two my two go-tos. Um rest in peace. I have no idea. No idea where they ended up. So that's Now I'm sad. I'm sorry. It's okay. That's stuffed animals. I imagine we have a lot of listeners who are still carrying around a stuffed animal from their from their childhood. I think we have lots of listeners who probably sleep with stuffed animals too. Yeah, Fucking I think go it's for it, I think it's sweet. I like I admire that like commitment, the loyalty, yeah. uh, and also the ability to hold on to something for also, that long. Dead ass. I sleep with a body pillow every <laughs> night because I need to have something propped up between my elbows and knees. Yep, and it's literally. You know, four appendages away from being a, a stuffed animal. It's like I sleep with a stuffed featureless. Yeah, I mean, you man. put a face on that. And put it's a, a face different on that. story. Put, put a you know uh, some sort of video game character on there. Uh, you don't. You don't have to do this, Griffin. You don't have to turn yourself into a one-dimensional person. I know that it doesn't have to be a video game character. Okay. Yeah. Maybe it's maybe it's Ben Blanc. Maybe it is a body pillow. <laughs> that, that would be fucking awesome. Uh, so you know, do your do your fucking thing. Who cares, man? Who cares? Go Who cares? for it. Do your thing. It's 2023. 2023. Do your thing. Thanks to Bowen and Augustus for the use of our theme song Money Won't Pay. You can find a link to that in the episode description. Thank you to uh Maximum Fun, I guess, for having us on the not I guess. Definitely thank you, Maximum Fun, for having us on the network. Go to maximumfun.org. Check out all the great shows that are there. Uh, we, we listened to some stop podcasting yourself yeah, on we that did. long drive. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, we got merch over at MacroyMerch.com. I don't have a list of it pulled up or anything like that, but, um, uh, thank you to everybody that, uh, donated and received that wonderful special episode that yes. we, uh, created to benefit Austin Batcave. Uh, I checked in with Amanda this morning and we raised, uh, about 1500 bucks for That's Austin Batcave, which is great because the suggestion donation is a dollar so yeah. that that says a lot That's to me huge. thank you uh, and everybody who who came out to watch candle nights uh we raised a lot of money for harmony house and that was so yeah. dope also yeah that's it though we're gonna be back next week with more great content um <laughs> laughs thrills oh thrills surprises okay scares scary we haven't done scary yet no we haven't I, I wouldn't. Know. I don't even want to like. Yeah, I wouldn't know how to do, do that. that. It probably will be sort of straight over the straight over the place. <laughs> um, but keep it real and keep it keep it keep it tight. <laughs> okay. What? <laughs> what? Bye.
MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.